Hey, hey, everybody. Hope that you're doing really well today. We are continuing our series here on the Inspire on the Go podcast with our breakout sessions from the Inspire Women's Conference. I love how we are stretching this theme out over the course of 2021. We're talking about pursuing a God-sized vision and focus for life. And just recently, I was going through the decision cards from our Inspire Women's Conference, and I was celebrating the fact that so many women indicated that they were sensing a call to ministry. And so if that is you, and we're doing follow-up with all of those ladies, but if you are listening to our podcast and you are sensing a call to ministry or maybe just a call to step into leadership in your local church, I want you to know that we are here to serve you. We are here to encourage you and to equip you. I don't think a week goes by that we do not receive a phone call or a text message or an email from some leader uh, here in the state of Arkansas saying, you know what, God is calling, he's stirring, um, he's giving me ideas, and I'm not quite sure what to do with them. And that's where we just step in and we have the privilege to share resources and to come alongside of you and to encourage you in your pursuit of Jesus. We are so thankful that God is on the move. And whether you live in Arkansas or not, I know that we have women who listen to this podcast from all over the United States and around the world. We want to encourage you to pursue Jesus. We want to encourage you to just ask him every day, Lord, what is your plan for my life? Lord, what is your purpose for me in the midst of this day? And then let's surrender to that. Let's celebrate that. Let's walk in obedience. And so this, um, you know, this segment that we're doing on Inspire on the Go, where we're taking uh, the breakout sessions from Inspire Women's Conference and we're bringing them to the podcast, it's really allowing us to stretch out our theme, to look at our theme all year long, and let's just join together in pursuing God's vision and his focus for our life. Today, I'm so excited to bring you an episode from Shelly Chandler. You probably know Shelly. You you love Shelly. We all know and love Shelly. She is one of our Inspire coordinators. Um, she is also one of our network leaders right here in Arkansas. Uh, she serves uh, in her local church at Central Baptist in Conway. And she has a passion to really in, encourage and to help women know how to apply the Word of God to their everyday life. And so today, Shelly is going to talk about fearing God uh, in the proper way and how we should process fear. And, you know, God's timing is always so just right. Um, Shelly and her family, and I'm not sure if she'll go into any of the details of this, but Shelly and her family walked through um, COVID with just tragedy and with hardship. Uh, her sweet mother-in-law went home to be with the Lord as a result of COVID, and her sister-in-law um, was in the hospital uh, for many, many, many days and is thankfully recovering from COVID. So Shelly and her family, they have walked out what it means to fear God um, and to really put their trust in Him. And so uh, we're going to learn from Shelly how we can make sure that fear doesn't cloud our vision. We're going to learn life-changing truths that will alter how we battle fear while living in the light of our all-knowing God. So uh, I know you're going to enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go with Shelly Chandler. Have you ever been in a situation or a circumstance that you were just surrounded by fear? Today, we're going to explore what it means to fear God and fear not. 
My name is Shelly Chandler, and I want to welcome you to the podcast today. I am hoping to offer you some encouragement as we explore scripture and see what God says concerning fear. So fear is typically presented in the Bible in two different ways. Usually when the Bible speaks on fear, it says either this phrase or the other. The first one it usually says is fear not. Now you've probably heard this before, but there are 365 fear nots in the Bible. And someone has always said there is one for each day of the year. So God is serious when he talks about fear, and he is very serious when he talks about us fearing not. But the other way that fear is presented in the Bible is when it says to fear God. Let's talk about those two for just a little bit and explore the differences between them. So the first one, when God is telling us to fear not, it's usually because there is some kind of situation where there is an unknown element. You can think about Mary when the angel came to her to tell her that she was going to be expecting the Son of God. And one of the first things he said to her was, Mary, fear not. The same thing happened with the angels on the hillside to the shepherds. They told the shepherds to fear not. They were bringing them good tidings of great joy. And there are other instances in the Bible when God has come to his people when they were in a dire situation, when there was threat from war or threat from famine or threat from just anywhere else. And God says to them, fear not, for I am with you. I am your right hand. I will uphold you. God uses the word fear not to tell us how we are to respond in situations where there is an unknown element. I wonder if you can say that about yourself today. We talked about all of us being in a similar situation or circumstance where we just felt surrounded by fear. And if we'll stop and think about it for a moment, usually that's because there is some kind of unknown element to our situation. We've been to the doctor and we don't know the results yet. We have a child who has run away, who is a prodigal, and we don't know when they'll return. We've lost a job. We've lost a loved one. We're in some kind of situation that is a cause for fear because we don't know the outcome. Well, God is telling us in fear not today, the reason we can fear not is because he knows the outcome. The unknown part of the situation is not unknown to God. God is a God who knows the unknown. And so we can fear not because of that. But let's look a little bit more about what the other definition of fear, the other instance of fear is in the Bible, and it is to fear God. And this is why we can fear not. When God tells us to fear him, this is not the same kind of fear. This is a fear where we are in awe of who he is, that we are just awestruck by him and by what he's done. Many times in the Bible, when you see this instance of fear God, it's usually coupled with describing his character. Usually it says, fear God for he has done great things, or fear God and keep his commandments, or fear God, remember what he has done. So when it tells us to fear God this way, 
it's usually describing it because we can fear him. We can be in awe. We can be uh, respectful. We can revere him because of his character. So let's look at those two together. So if we can fear not because God knows the unknown, we can fear God because we can trust his character. Now, there are a couple of things that happen to us as we get older, as we grow up, and as life just happens. We have ways that our trust has been broken. And so, I want to look at Romans chapter 8, verse 15 today, where we can explore why we possibly have some blockers to trust. And we're going to also look at Matthew chapter 8 uh, verse 26, to see this other reason why we may have some blockers to our trust. So let's look at this and discover how we really can fear God and fear not. Romans chapter 8 verse 15 tells us this truth. It says, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Now, this is a very interesting set of verses here. There's a couple of things we need to just pay attention to. First of all, it's telling us that we are not a slave again to fear. This is telling us something very important. It is telling us that something new has occurred, that something that we once were, we no longer are. When you become a child of God, when you become a son of God, when you become a part of God's family, you are changed forever. And this verse is telling us something. It's saying, you once were a slave to fear, but you no longer are because you are a child of God. Let's look at that one more time. It says, you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received sonship. And so it's telling us that because of this change in our life, because of what Jesus has done, because we are that child of God, we can be no longer slaves to fear. We are living in a new direction, a new way, with a new life. Now, I have three boys, and this will probably, um, I'll have some people raising their hand in solidarity with, <laughs> with me with this. I know I will. But when they were little and we would go swimming, my husband would stand in the pool and the boys would just run and leap and jump into his arms. And there was not a care in the world with them. They had no doubt in their mind that my husband, Michael, would catch them. They never once thought that he would not catch them. And this is the language that God is using here for us. He is telling us that we are no longer slaves to fear, that we do not have to be a slave again to fear, that we are this new person, this new creation, because we are his child. Now, this is very interesting to me because God could have said anything here, and it would have been truth. He could have said, you are no longer slaves again to fear because I have overcome. You are no longer slaves again to fear because I am all-powerful. You are no longer slaves again to fear because I am all-knowing. God could have used any wording here, but he chose to word it in this way as a relationship aspect. That we no longer have to be slaves to fear because God is our dad. 
Just like my kids knew they could trust Michael, they knew they could run and jump and leap into his arms and he would catch them. Our Father, our Heavenly Father, is the same. We do not have to be a slave to fear because we can run and jump and he will catch us every time. Our God knows the unknown. But there's another reason we may be struggling with trust here in this area. When we fear God because what we know about him, when we fear him because we trust his character, we have faith to trust him and take him at his word. But sometimes we struggle with that. Let's just be honest. Let's talk about how sometimes we're not sure if God is going to come through. We're not sure what the outcome is going to be, and we're just clinging and living in our fear. Well, God has a word to tell us about that as well, and that can be found in Matthew chapter 8, verse 26, when Jesus says to the disciples, O ye of little faith, why are you so afraid? So many of you will be familiar with this story, but Jesus is with his disciples and they're on the boat and they're sailing on the Sea of Galilee and a storm comes up and the disciples are frightened out of their minds and Jesus is asleep. The disciples are thinking to themselves, does he not care about us at all? Does he not wonder uh, what's going to happen to us? Does he not realize that we're all about to die? This would have been me. I just tend to spiral and do things like this. I, I uh, catastrophize. I don't know if you're familiar with that word, but I usually jump to like the worst case scenario. And so the disciples are in this boat, the storm has come up, and they immediately catastrophize and they go straight to thinking, we're all about to die. And so they go and wake Jesus up and they tell him, Master, do you not see what is happening? Do you not care? And this is when Jesus replies with this very profound statement. And he tells them, Ye of little faith, why are you so afraid? And then he speaks to the storm, and the storm is calmed. When you look at this phrasing, when you look at what Jesus is actually saying here, when he tells them, Ye of little faith, it literally means someone who lacks intimacy, that they're dull to hearing the voice of God. So when Jesus is saying this to his disciples, he's telling them, you don't know me well enough. You're not listening to what I've been teaching you. You're not listening to my words. You don't have a deep enough relationship with me. Your faith is little. And then he ends it by telling them, not only is your faith little, but you're so afraid because your faith is little. When he says, ye of little faith, why are you so afraid? The so afraid here means, why are you being fear-driven instead of faith-driven? And so this is what happens to us. We lack trust in God because we lack intimacy. My boys had no doubt that their dad would catch them. And that's because they know their father. They knew their father would be there for them no matter what. And sometimes 
we struggle with fear and we live in this state of fear where we don't fear God and we are fearing everything else because we lack intimacy with him. It's difficult to trust someone that you don't know. And this is what Jesus is telling his disciples here. And this is a good word for us today. I want to encourage you, if you are perpetually living in a state of fear, check your intimacy. It's hard and difficult to trust someone that you don't know. But the wonderful thing about God is he is trustworthy. There will never be a time or a moment when he is not trustworthy. He is that perfect father that when you run to him, he will always catch you. But you won't know that until you test and try that relationship, till you dive in deep and you develop intimacy with him. We want to be people that Christ, when he looks at us, he says they are faith-driven, not fear-driven. So you may be saying to me right now, okay, Shelly, I've heard everything that you're saying. I understand what you're talking about with fear not, fear God, the difference between those two. I, I see that sometimes my lack of trust, my lack of intimacy is blocking the, my faith to believing and trusting God and being able to take him at his word. And this may be where all my fear is stemming from. So great. Now what? Well, let's talk about some practical steps that can help us combat this. Some practical steps that will help us learn how to fear God so we can fear not. The very first thing that we need to do is we must recognize our fear. Fear must be recognized. So how do we recognize that? Well, we shine the light of God's truth on our fear. When we start to spiral out of control, I'm sure I've got women who can raise their hand in solidarity with me. I'm a spiraler. I promise you I am. I'm, 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 I'm talking and teaching to myself as much here as I am anyone else. But when we start to spiral out of control, we talk about what is our truth. The main truth that we can remember is that God can be trusted. God will never not be trustworthy. You can always go to God and he will always be there for you. We must remember too that because we are this child of God, we are no longer slaves to fear. We do not live the way we once did. God is our father, that perfect father, the one that we can always run to and that he will catch us. This is the truth that we must recognize when we're living in fear. So we first must recognize that this is a fearful situation. You need to stop and tell yourself, okay, why am I responding this way? Why am I acting this way? I'm living in fear. And then you shine the light of God's truth into that situation. So the second step is that fear must be surrendered. So now that you've recognized that you're living in fear or that this is a fearful situation and that you're about to spiral out of control, once you do all those things, then we surrender that fear over. This is when you get with God and it gets good. This is when you say, you know what, God? You are a God that can be trusted. I'm surrendering my fear to you because you know what is going to happen. The situation that has me all in a tizzy, 
the situation that has me wondering what's going to happen next. I don't have to worry because you know what's coming next. The unknown element that is causing my fear is known to you. I want somebody to hear that today and just rest in that truth. The unknown is known to God. God knows the unknown. This is how we can trust him. This is how we can fear God and fear not because God is a God who knows the unknown. He is not taken by surprise. So we can surrender our fear to that kind of God. So the next thing we must do is faith must be applied. Now, I love the story in the New Testament of the man who came to Jesus asking for him to heal his child. And Jesus told him that his faith would make the child well. He said, just if you believe. And the man said this wonderful statement. And he said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I think that is something that we can all relate to and something that God is waiting for us to say to him. We're saying we're in this fearful situation, Lord. I'm recognizing that. I'm recognizing that before you that I am afraid right now. I am going to take my fear and I'm going to surrender it over to you because God, you know the unknown and I can trust you with all things. But Lord, help my unbelief. I think God is just waiting for us to say that to him because he is the kind of God who delights in giving faith to his children. And the more that we learn that we can trust God, the more that we learn we can come to him in recognition and in, and in surrender to him with our fear, the more we can say to him, Lord, I believe you, I trust you, but Lord, once again, help my unbelief. And God is so willing to apply that faith for us. So this is how we learn how to fear God and fear not. We are no longer slaves to fear. Never forget that when you are a child of God, you have become, you have become something brand new. Something you once were, you no longer are anymore. God has made you a new creation, a new creature, and he is your perfect father. The one that you can run to in any set of circumstances. We also must remember that our faith, our trust in God will be proportional to our intimacy with him. If you are struggling with your trust with God, stop and ask yourself, am I spending time with him? It is so difficult to trust someone that you don't know. And God is so very trustworthy. The more time we spend with him, the more we realize that we can actually trust him. So ask yourself, am I living in that state where I am faith-driven or fear-driven? And if so, is it because I'm lacking intimacy with my father? The next thing we want to do is remember those practical steps. You need to recognize your fear. You can then surrender that fear and then ask God to apply the faith to that fear. I'm so excited um, to hear stories of how if you're just like me, those times when we've cried out to God and said, Lord, please help my unbelief. I'm so excited to hear you tell me his faithfulness to you and how he did do these things for you. 
So I want you to know that this is how we can fear God and fear not. He can be trusted. He is a God who knows the unknown. The unknown is not unknown to him. And he is that perfect father that you can run to in any situation and in any circumstance. God bless you today. Thank you so much, Shelly, for being with us today. We are so thankful for you. We're so thankful for how the word comes alive whenever we open it together. We're so thankful for the fact that we can live in the light of our all-knowing, all-sufficient God. And because of that, our lives really can be changed. I know that you're going to want to connect with Shelly. Visit her website at go3ministries.com. And whenever you visit Shelly's website, you'll be able to follow her on all the different social media platforms, as well as to connect with her through private message if you'd like to share how today's podcast has meant something special to you. Speaking of our podcast, we want to say thank you for listening. Every single time we drop an episode, we are amazed at the number of women who are downloading our podcast and listening to it. We give God all the glory for that. We trust that this podcast is meeting a need just by the sheer number of women who are taking advantage of it. And we want to ask you as a listener to do something very special for us. Would you please um, share this podcast, share this opportunity uh, to listen to Inspire on the Go with your friends, with your family members, uh, with the people that you come into contact with? Maybe you could share about it on your social media. Uh, We are so thankful for the opportunity to serve you. And every single time that you give us a like, a comment, or a share, it means that more women have the opportunity to hear the gospel, to be encouraged in their faith, uh, to learn from God's word, and to live in obedience and trust. And so thank you for the fact that you take the time to listen. Thank you so much for your investment in in the people in your home and in your church and in your community, uh, also in our nation and our world. We know that God is on the move. We see him doing incredible things and we're so thankful that we get to run this race together. So we will see you next time on Inspire on the Go.